Hello, Lucy here. Before I start, I just want to say to whoever's listening to this, this is a podcast or a recording on my podcast about my narcissistic family, about the the dynamics, the abuses, the neglect, the decisions made that led me to be the disordered person that then went on to have NPD victim abuse relationships as a an adult woman. So if you don't want to listen to me, <laughs> uh, which possibly will be perceived as whining on or ranting on or accusing, anything like that, turn me off now, okay? Because I find when I do tell my story, it helps a lot more people than it pisses people off. And there are people that listen to my podcast who are basically stalking me and uh, will then put stuff on social media and say, oh, now she's saying this and now she's saying that. Yes, I am saying this and I am saying that. Because when I tell my story, like I have done in uh, two of my three books, people identify with it, they get closure, they get understanding and they feel validated and they don't feel as alone. So yes, it's nice to get things off my chest. But it's also the, the the secondary agenda is absolutely to help people because uh, with my YouTube and my books and obviously this podcast as well, a lot of people go, I'm so glad that you told us that or you said that because I thought it was just me. So my narcissistic family was headed up by two different types of narcissists who I believe weren't born, uh, weren't, didn't have NPD. I believe they were both borderline personality disorder, which is often mistaken. Um, for NPD or vice versa. Um, if I And I, I know a lot about my parents' upbringings. I know a lot about their teenage years and I lo- know a lot about their relationship before children came along. And much, far, far more than anybody else does, being the eldest of three children, uh, the most observant and most sort of interested in the family history. Um, I'm definitely probably the expert in it. Uh, and it's not actually a nice place to be. It's a very lonely place. And it's a confusing place and it's an angry place. So my parents both um, came from completely opposite sides of the track, as you often get with two narcissists dating, because the dynamic is that one needs the other more than the other, but actually they don't. They need each other in equal measure and they will eventually hate each other in equal measure and they will be obsessed with each other in equal measure, just in different ways. So my mum was brought up wanting for absolutely nothing, um... To all intents and purposes, she she still called her parents mummy and daddy when she was in her 60s. Um, she very much was the youngest, two older brothers, and it sounds as though, from what I can gather from my mum, she wanted for nothing. She had the best of everything, which actually is a quote. Um, there was a an incident when she was very young, under 10, um, that I overheard her telling my nana, which is my mum's mum, of a sexual nature. I believe my mum, I believe my mum, I have to believe my mum, that she was sexually abused at least once by a uh, my nana's brother, so her, my great uncle. So yes, there was a traumatic incident. Yes, there was an abuse incident. But within the close family circle, from what I can gather, there wasn't anything that would necessarily have led my mum to be the poor mother and fairly unpleasant person that she was um, later in life. So, but she did have major body image issues. She had eating disorders and alcohol problem, admittedly to herself, to me, sorry, she used to describe it, um, under under 15. So she was 12, 13, she was drinking cider and climbing out her bedroom window, she described to me. Um, and, And she had eating disorders of a variety of different types through her whole life. So there was an indicators and manifestations of a personality disorder, a disordered personality, somebody with issues. 
particularly considering that she was spoiled, which is a really bad combination. So then you've got my dad, who was brought up in extreme poverty, apart from the fact that actually his mum and dad had what they wanted, but my dad didn't. So my dad and his brother were brought up, they would get an orange for Christmas, uh, the dog would eat better than they did. This Again, this all comes from my narcissistic parents. Um, and, you know, they would tell tales on each other because obviously they met each other in their uh, mid to late teens. So they knew stuff of each other's childhood. Um, so my, my dad was very much neglected emotionally, financially and socially. And uh, he claimed as my nana, which is his mom, nana, which is his mom, was illiterate. So there was no real education. There was no understanding of the world. So, my, But my dad always had a desire for better. I think he had an uncle who had money. And he kind of introduced my dad to art and nice cars. So my dad very much from an early age fixated on, uh, in, in a Machiavellian sense, fixated on money, success and wanting to be better than other people. And this is where the little kind of uh, seedling of snobbery comes in. And my mum already had it because she was brought up with lots of money. So the snobbery is very uh, much a very common in narcissistic personality disorder, the, the desire and the belief of being better than others um, is huge and was a huge thread through my childhood, which again then creates this sense that you're not good enough when you're a child, particularly if you've got NPD parents. So my parents had this relationship. Uh, my dad saw my mom as a, a meal ticket. My mom saw my dad as um, validation for her appearance because my dad was ridiculously good looking and my mom not so much. Um, and my mum became very quickly fixated on my dad and my dad likewise, but for different reasons. And that is two narcissists dating. They become fixated on each other for different supply. They need each other for different supply. And long before my mother had children, my father was already manifesting Casanova psychopath um, behaviours. He was cheating uh, on my mum. Uh, and obviously gaslighting and lying about it and never taking responsibility for it. My mum, of course, was drinking, extremely ambitious. And my dad claimed he had a nervous breakdown. And this all manifested around my mum finding out that he'd been having a relationship with a colleague's nanny, a young girl. So it was a big combustion, which let you get in MPD relationships, toxic relationships, even if we're going to pretend that they weren't narcissists, toxic. Um, my mum didn't want kids, my dad did. So a light bulb went off in my mum's head, as it does in a lot of codependent people, malignant codependent people. How can I keep this man? How can I get what I want? Uh, I'll have kids. And there'll be a lot of you listening to this, particularly women who know fine well, uh, and men who know fine well about the trapping somebody with a kid. Um, so... Uh, my mum tried to give my dad everything he wanted so she could keep him. So she did things that she didn't want. She went places she didn't want. She tried to show an interest in things that she wasn't interested in. She wasn't interested in art. She wasn't interested in wildlife. She wasn't interested in the outdoors. She wasn't interested in um, children. But she gave these things to my dad to bind him to her. And that's that's codepen malignant codependency. That's that's classic because it was doing the doing the right things for all the wrong reasons uh, and breaching your own boundaries and not meeting your own life uh, wants and desires is toxic because you're going to end up bitter and angry and twisted like my mother did. So my dad took all this stuff because he was happy. He wanted his hotel. He wanted his kids. He wanted to make money and he wanted fancy holidays. And my mum gave all that to him. But she wanted his loyalty in return. Okay. And of course, my dad wasn't capable of that because the way my dad was brought up was that he, he was he wanted what he wanted when he wanted it. He was, uh, you know, when you bring a child up and with neglect and no real mother figure or no real father figure, 
um, and then you give that kid who is now an adult everything they could ever want, they're going to keep wanting more and more and more, and that's a narcissist. So he, of course, had his thing with young women, um, and he had affair after affair after affair. And my mum drank and drank and drank and screamed and shouted, screamed and shouted, took him back, they had sex. Um, and that was that was the dynamic. And that is, I've just described a classic NPD, malignant codependent relationship. So um, they had money, they had a business. And uh, like I say, my mum took him back and took him back and took him back. Um, by this point, they had three children. So I'd been born to sort of fix the, the, the marriage and give my dad a sort of gift of a child. And it was a big mistake because, of course, I was a daughter. I was pretty. I was smart. I was clever. I was everything my dad was um, and everything my mother wasn't. And you can't. Malignant codependence, people with low self-esteem, spoiled brats like my mum was with issues, um, major issues, um, and who is obsessed with the other parent. You can't introduce an attractive child that's just like the other parent. You get a jealousy bomb, you get an envy bomb. And so she's produced two more children and started fixating on them because they were male, because my mum had daddy issues um, and blah, 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 blah. So by the time I was 10, 11, I was my brother's caregiver. I had to do homework with them. I had to get them up out of bed in the morning. I used to help them get dressed for school. Um, I was helping in the hotel for free. Um, and I was a sort of sticking, I was sort of, the, the, became a little spy for my mom. I knew by, by 10, I knew what alcoholism was. I knew the naked body and what it looked like because my parents were quite odd. They didn't wear clothes um, in any, into bed or at night. So I kind of, and I believe there was other things went on. Uh, as well, but not not via my parents, via, via family friend. Um, so I I did not have a childhood, and that's how you create disordered people and lost people and people that can't function in relationships and friendships and who don't have social skills. And uh, you you, I, you know my parents you know threw me into being an adult before I was even double figures. So and there were issues. There was stuff I manifested things eight, nine, ten years old, that most normal parents, leave that hanging there, would have stopped the bus and gone, there's something wrong with Lucy. No, they didn't care. And narcissistic parents don't care. They're not really interested in their children. They're not really interested in making them get along. But they're also not really interested in their children having healthy friendships. Um, they want you to do well in school because there's the Machiavellian desire that if you look good, they look good. Um and that becomes the be-all and end-all. Everything else doesn't really matter. The fact that I couldn't have friendships, the fact I was bullied, the fact, the fact I sometimes was a bully, the fact that I, you know, had these major rages, but then I also was incredibly emotional and tearful, lots of other things, which I won't go into, that my parents just ignored. That's neglect. That's parental neglect. Um, my brothers were too young to notice, but of course my parents would tell them I was a nightmare, I was difficult, it was all Lucy's fault. I was just a little girl, you know. Um, so that created then a, a distance between me and my brothers because my brothers then had this warped view of me that my parents very happily fed. Nobody took responsibility. Nobody dealt with it, you know. And that's narcissistic parents. My mum was so fixated on my dad um, and so obsessed with my dad. And I don't ever remember her ever saying anything nice about him, ever. I don't remember being hugged. I don't remember hearing I love you. Never. I remember massive family arguments. I remember catching my dad in flagrante with these girls who were only a few years older than me. I remember a lot of horrendous things that only the child of narcissistic parents will remember. 
The younger siblings will remember it differently, particularly if they're spoiled, which mine were. So as we became young adults, and I'd left home and started, I built, I bought a house when I was 23. I had my first child, same year. Um, my mother was still fixating on my brothers and they were paid through uni. They were paid through, uh, uh, they bought cars, they were given driving lessons. Note, I didn't have any of that. Um, again, massive sign of uh, me being a scapegoat, me being just left out in the cold. And I never really done anything. I didn't done anything wrong. I was 21, 22, 23. Um, I hadn't done anything to deserve being totally and utterly neglected and scapegoated. Um, but my brothers, because they were sort of rolling in academia and these generous parents and all that, they didn't feel the same feelings I felt of anger and bitterness that started to grow. And that is a narcissistic parent dynamic. Um, and then you get, you know, so the unfairness breeds more unfairness and it creates triangulation. And triangulation is where parents will play children off against each other. So when my mum was interested in me, she would phone me constantly and slag off my brothers, slag off my dad, but then be slagging me off to them. And so the story goes. Um, and so with narcissistic parent dynamics, and I'm not even going to go on about the last 20 years uh, or even what she did to me in her will or what happened recently or any of this crap, because you know, people probably see it on my social media. But if you are in a relationship with a narcissist and you are manifesting eating disorders and anger and rage and bitterness towards your children or neglect towards your children or you're playing your kids off against each other or you're just totally obsessed with an abuser, get out, please. Please, wake up. I had to do that. It took me a couple of years, but I had to stop the abusive relationships because it was fucking my kids up. Where I found that from, I don't know, because I shouldn't be as good a mum as I am, and I'm not even that good. I'm a pretty good one, but I'm working on it. But narcissists don't have self-awareness like that. My mum, you couldn't even speak to her about the things that went on and the things I saw and, and how she raised me. And I ended up having eating disorders and alcohol issues and dodgy relationships. I mirrored my mother. Nobody's taking responsibility for that. She never did, long, never, and my brother's don't seem to be able to see that because they were brought up in this bubble of money and spoiling and indulgence. Um, so if you're with a narcissist, please leave him for your children or please leave her for your children. And if you have a narcissistic parent or parents like I did, you need to protect yourself. Um, and you can't bang your head against a brick wall. They're not going to change. They're not going to love you. They're not going to respect you. They're not going to see any of your accomplishments at all. Um, and they certainly won't treat you as fairly as, uh, or as well, sorry, as other siblings or other people in the family. Um, and whether this podcast is seen as me just whittering on about my family, I don't really care because I have one and I'm building one and I'm going to break the cycle of abuse and I'm going to break the chain of toxicity in my family of of unfairness and spoiling and scapegoating and gilding, which is making a child a golden child. Even after all the shit I've done and all the shit I've been put through, I'm going to be a better parent than mine were. And that's all we can do.